Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in Double Deuce. We're in person again. This yeah. is so great. I'm like actually sitting across from you. Yeah. 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 We've been zooming lately and you know a little I, bit. I miss I miss the sight. Of your adorable face. I mean, and, you still see my face. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not in person. And there's usually like five cats like jumping all over you. Like That's true. Like you're in the musical Cats and you're the That's James true. Gordon of Cats. You're like the head cat singing cat songs. I don't know what Cats is about. I never went to see Cats. I never liked Cats. I mean, it, you kind of got it, I think. I don't remember it very well. Honestly, I saw it when I was like a kid. Does it feel like a fever dream now? A fever dream that you wish you never had? I mean, I think it is a fever dream, technically. It's yeah. just all that shit that weird poems about cats that Elliot was writing for. Was it a niece or something? I can't remember. Yeah. I've never... I don't think it was just for him, but maybe it was just for him. Is it? Okay. On a scale of one to ten, I want you to answer me a question. Marketing question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're an uncle, hypothetically. Yeah. Uh, like, you got to write your niece some poems. Mm-hmm. You write them about cats. Like, on a weirdness scale, where does that, where does that fit in? Um... I don't know. If they like cats, probably not super weird. And I want to say that the original Elliot stuff especially is just kind of like, here's an interesting cat and here's his story in each poem. It's just like giving you these characters. And then the musical kind of just takes those characters and makes an even weirder like thing out, like throws a narrative around it all. I, I don't think there's a narrative to the poems. I think they're just like... Name of cat for title, and then here's what this cat's deal is, is the body of the poem. I guess my question is, when did it get sinister? Because I feel like by the time it was the live-action James Corden, Idris Elba, they're all cats with, like, big, like, bulges in their pants. Yeah. Like, that's sinister, right? Yeah, and I don't think Elliot had anything to do with bulges with them. I don't right. remember any, any kind of sexuality at all. But yeah. again... Man, I remember reading at some point, like, some of the... When I was just reading a bunch of just Elliot poetry, and just, like, finding some of the... I think the probably the ones are like, these are some of the better cat ones, or something. Because <laughs> right. I, like, probably read a half a dozen of those. Right. And I don't remember it being more than just kind of like, this is a, a fun anthropomorphized cat character. But it was also, like, a weird... There's not... It's almost like a, some of them are a little Dickensian, like street cats in a way. Right. That's odd. I don't know. Did you did you put the ones you liked in a file that said better cat poems? Because no, uh, I really, I in my mind, I didn't read enough of them to start trying to gather any kind of uh, ranking. Um, yeah, I don't really remember them so well. I just love. I don't. I don't remember thinking that like, oh, these are really good. I remember being like, fair enough. Yeah. I love the idea that you have a file somewhere mm-hmm. that says better cat poems. I don't. I, I'm sad that that's not a... Sorry. Thing. Like a fever dream. You, Me not having them for you or me having them for me? All of the above. You know, this would have been a really good tie-in if we were sponsored by the Lawrence Humane Society. That's true, but we can do this one pro bono. Go by the Humane Society, help them out, adopt some animals. Yeah, they got cats. They got all the cats. The cats don't sing and dance, but you know what? Do you really want that at 3 a.m. in your house? Probably not. You don't. Not even if they look like James Corden and Idris Elba. Maybe you're a night person, 
And yeah. so it better it'd be better than the morning, but yeah. still. You don't want dancing cats. Yeah. Nobody wants dancing cats. Because, like, are they on a schedule so you can try to, like, schedule around it? Or is it just, like, spontaneous? And which is better? I, I bet <laughs> if you invited somebody around, like, hey, my cats dance, they wouldn't dance for them. I bet that happens. And then you look like probably be like, I I wonder, like, are they particularly like sociable? Are they the kind of like my cats are are a little more like if company comes over, they're like, we're going to lay low for like a few hours, maybe hour to three hours. But then we'll come check out whatever's going on, maybe see if someone wants to pet us. So it might be like one of those where it's like, you got to come over for a while. You can't just dip by to see the dancing cat. Right. You gotta, we gotta have like a dinner and, and a, a game night or something to see if you want to see these cats dance. Yeah. And, don't, and then if they don't and you're there for like six hours and you're like, come on, man. I mean, I guess it was a good game night. I like playing games, but yeah. yeah. But uh, I guess we gotta schedule another one now because uh, your cats won't dance. What if you like someone made up the, the lie that their cat could dance just to get people to come to their game night? I think that's the our new screenplay. Yeah, don't uh, steal that. That's ours. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna copyright write that. right now. We're getting right on that. My cat can dance is what it's called. It's a good screenplay. How's your life? All right. I was just realizing I'm not writing notes. Oh shit! You need to do that. Does that mean I need to cover while you write notes for the whole cats conversation? I mean, I just got to jot a couple things down. It was mostly about cats. Just write cats, cats, more cats, cats won't dance, six hours, Lawrence Humane Society. That'll get you by. I guarantee you. I don't want to tell you how to run your business, but that was about cats there. That was about cats. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't say a lot of things when you're like just right there. I was, was going to let the pause grow, and then I realized it had been an extraordinarily long pause. It might be the, the longest pause in Double Deuce history. I love it. We just, we just, it was a heavy pause. We broke a record. It was a Pinter pause. We should be doing a Harold Pinter play about cats. What if Harold Pinter wrote cats? It'd be like memories and scenes. That was, that was a real fake out. Yeah. Well, Pinter, you know, he was known for his pauses and <laughs> not pause, but that's another little cat joke we could put in our play uh, or our screenplay. Uh, Pinter, Pinter pause, we could call it like Cats by Harold Pinter, the Pinter pause. Uh, no? Okay. Okay. I'm done. Well, we can. I mean, we're brainstorming here. No idea is a bad idea. No idea is a bad idea. No, it all goes on the board. Exactly. It's not a bad idea until it, we, it's hung out on the board for a while. Is this the current events corner, or are we just talking about cats? It can be. Okay. Current events. By the way, we're recording this on Tuesday, so these are past events for some of you who are listening to this when it comes out. Or later, yeah, yeah. But uh, we wanted to we wanted to kind of keep you up to the the latest in in what we're doing. Um, basketball is happening. Yeah, it's been going on for a few days now for you all, and not in a couple of days for us all, the two of us. Yeah, uh, we will have by now have filled out our brackets that we haven't yet filled out. Yeah, I need to do that. I need to at least like. Because I like to take a little bit of time to like look at it some and then set it aside and think for a little while. 
maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then look at it again and then finish. What, what, like, when you're thinking, what's going on in the thinking? Um, uh, that's where I'm, I'm just like trying to decide, like, who do I think in some matchups where I'm like, I'm not sure what to do on that one at all. Um, I'm going to maybe think a little bit more about it. I'm also going to try to gather in some information at that time. I've gathered some. I've also watched some games here and there. Not as much as I used to. I used to, like, leave on games a little more often. And then uh, I feel like it's part of the too much content days we live in where I'm less likely to just leave on a random college game than I used to be. Yeah. My strategy is a little less organized. It might shock you to realize that because I know, you know, you and I just go for it. We work together a lot and, you know, we both have very, you know, differing styles. We get to a lot of the same places, Mm -hmm. uh, but where as you are, you know, sort of more organized and logical and methodical about your, your choices, uh, mine are more based on uh, gut intuition and like, do I like the name and, and do I have a particularly bad feeling about that state at the time? Yeah, um, you know. I mean, there, there's a certain amount of where I'm like, this is actual, like, uh, th- this is me, like, breaking down actual facts and numbers and things, but then there is some gut hunches, there is some, like, state picks, or some, like, there's times where I'm I'm gonna favor, because I, just because I've seen so many more Big 12 teams play, and especially a year like this where the Big 12 is so good, there's going to be times where when I'm not quite sure, I might just go with the Big 12 team. Um, sometimes I'll do the same with the Virginia team, the land of my birth. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I, that works out in like uh, that George Mason year, even though I sure didn't pick him to go that far. But it's it's also hurt me at times when a Virginia team, like that year where we're fucking uh, <laughs> good UVA team was a one seed, the first one seed to lose. That sure didn't help. What year did Fatherland go to ACTF? Was it 2000 and 2000? 2001? 2002? I can't remember. But that year was the first year I ever officially filled out a bracket because I was a, I came from an impoverished, a sports impoverished home. Uh, I, I, my father was a hippie. Mm. I never grew up with organized sports as anything more than a thing you did uh, in the summer because you had to. And that might destroy your glasses. And I never got into, you know, sort of fantasy betting until that that year when I filled one out. And I remember specifically choosing Gonzaga to get to the Final Four because I liked the name Gonzaga because it was fun to say. And I, I think mm-hmm. I've said this before on this podcast. Could be. But, uh, you know, I, I still get And then they got good. And I was like... I was 20 years early. But they're they're that confusing. Although more recently they've been con- more consistently good. They you know, they they've gone up another couple levels cuz for a while they were that like man, they can upset some teams but they can also like be upset. Yeah. And now they're a little more likely to to go the distance or go go on further. Now now they're that safer pick. But it's not like but finding. You, but you, but you knew them back when they were cool. It's not like finding a band, is it? It's not like you. you know, I think you're trying to make it like that. I, well, I think <laughs> I think it is for me. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I get some validation out of like I was into Gonzaga before Gonzaga was like in man, and now everybody's yeah. like Gonzaga, and I'm like whatever. They sold out to the man. I don't know. I have a lot of uh, conflicting internal feelings about March Madness. Mm-hmm. 
one in that I, I have always held up the, the arm of the underdog in any competition. And so to be a Jayhawks fan always feels a little bit like cheating, like being a Yankees fan or a Mets fan. It's Not true, but at tournament kind of time, sad, I feel a like Patriots it's fan. it's a little more equalized. We yeah. we we have a lot. We have less national titles than you would expect us to have. I feel like in a way, we're we're a team that is always going to run in strong, but we don't always have the best tournaments. That's true. That's true. But I still I struggle a little bit with that, uh, and that's why Gonzaga was perfect because mm. you know here's a team with an excellent name. Uh, and uh, and they they weren't very good, and I could I could support them, and then they got good, and now I'm like uh, I'm not as into it, and it's sort of it's sad for me. Um, but don't worry, I'll be okay. I'll probably pick him to to go to the final four. My dad apparently has finished his bracket, and he's got a KUK State championship, and yeah. I think that's a dream, and it's a beautiful dream. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know that that. K-State's got the chops to get all the way across uh, across that way. I don't know if we've got it, honestly. Yeah. I think we, we probably, we've got the chops enough that I think we could do it. But I know, I was looking at some, uh, they're breaking down some like real granular statistical stuff and some uh, some ranking stuff that, and then just, Double checking it with historical outcomes, and like that wasn't voting as well for us. But at the same time, we're good at like the the last championship we won was the first one in a minute where we weren't much a little bit more underdoggy. Going yeah. like the the two we won before that, it wasn't necessarily our year beyond the fact that we always are good and right. we pretty much always win the Big Twelve, and then we generally play in like the Big Twelve tournament final whether we win it or not but we've won it a bunch of times it feels like is anything important happening to you this year at the time of one of the KU games because if so they will at least get that far yeah there there are times where they will make one of those games is going to be difficult for one reason or another scheduling wise yeah uh have you been has your life been disrupted by Jayhawks games in the past uh, let us know. <laughs> Hashtag double deuce. My life has been disrupted by Jayhawks game. And I want to say, like, these are these are the, the, the fine nitpicky problems of, like, is being a Jayhawks fan an A-plus or an A or an A-minus from year to year. It's always pretty good because they're real good. See, I, I'm going to disagree with you there and say I think that this is a fundamental problem, not because are they always good or real good, but but just because it's a fundamental problem. In they also life. haven't always... Uh, we're extra spoiled with this Bill Self era because it, the consistency is is bonkers. Like, we fucking broke that... We broke that uh, conference title streak that UCLA had had since the 70s where they were so much better than every other team out in the West. And uh, and we fucking broke that unbreakable record. And that's that's nuts because Roy would have some phoned in years from time to time where he would load up on some talent and then he would just wouldn't recruit so much yeah, for a yeah, year or two. Yeah. And then those dudes would graduate or go to the league. And then we would have a rougher year where we were like a five seed or some shit and we would lose earlier on like that. Uh, what was that? It was like one year where it was like Jacques Vaughn and some dudes. Yes. Jacques and, Vaughn, it, it and, go, and Jacques Vaughn. It, it, 
is I'm not trying to trying to denigrate the memory of Jacques Vaughn, but like don't you denigrate the memory of Jacques Vaughn? He, he was he was you know he was a good player, but that was those were some rougher seasons. Yeah, some of those seasons were like Jeff Boshi, who again I love the man, but he shouldn't be like one of our top top options. Yeah, they were like uh, late Full House. He was a good he was a good ball handler when he could shoot. He was er, a good shooter. Man. Early Full House. Seasons. Yeah, yeah. It was it was rough. It was rough times. Mm-hmm. Is, is all I'm saying. Yeah, between between some of those monster runs. Yeah, yeah. Which never amounted to anything <laughs> in those well, years too. Yeah. Tough times, tough times. But you I know, still get mad about that that fucking Syracuse loss that Carmelo Anthony team, fucking Warwick hitting that last second three. God damn it! Yeah, I still get mad. Yeah, I still get mad sometimes when I when I look at Syracuse. That was a long time ago. That was like two thousand two, which is I think around. I was thinking about it. I think Fatherland was either 2002, 2003, or 2003, 2004. Because I was living with your brother-in-law at the time. Ah. When we, and, and it was a fall play that then went to the festival in, like, what, January? I want to say 2002, 2003, because I think I moved to England right after Fatherland. Yeah, I know. I remember there's that point early in the rehearsal where you were, like, going out there to spend some time and so you yeah. were gonna miss like they they had uh, we were gonna have a tighter rehearsal schedule I think um, but we were we had some time and we were gonna do some like read throughs and stuff in between just to like get it in our head a little better and yeah. I think you had to miss like a couple of those and Paul was like should we recast someone and Hanam was like well we haven't started rehearsing rehearsing yet so I think we're gonna be fine <laughs> right right. <laughs> I can't remember. There's somebody else who came in and read. Uh, Sean Trimble. If I That's remember it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, all that to say, mm-hmm. um, yeah, fuck Syracuse, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't hate them, hate them, but they just make me angry sometimes. Because who, who do you hate? Hate. I mean, Missouri, of course. Well, if yeah. we're talking about those kinds of things, right? Um, I don't care for for Texas or Nebraska, really. Yeah, if I'm talking if I'm talking about my like college hates and dislikes, um, yeah, I feel like them I don't care for. Yeah, uh, who else don't I care for? Man, there's this little bit of Iowa State I don't necessarily care for, right? Because they uh they were the ones who slipped in with like when they had a couple of fucking league players there when we had a couple off years with fucking Pfizer and uh yeah I can see him but I can't think of his name where they had those two dudes and when we were in some lean years and they were yeah. real good yeah and they just uh they fucking ball and they give us trouble sometimes and they come and, and they're like just right up there in Iowa which yeah. and Iowa, Iowa I've got I feel like we have complicated relationships with Iowa Iowa's hell on earth I mean, it is literally hell on earth. Like, I can't think in of the winter, at least, especially. Worst but it's place. got problems beyond that. Yeah, like, I mean, there's nice stuff to Iowa. Don't worry about it. Did you know that this is actually a scientific fact? Every resident of Iowa is a serial killer. Like everyone, everyone, everyone. So it just like balances out. Uh, yeah, or well, is it just basically like twenty four seven the purge? 
No, because they're but, all, but they like red light, green light it. They're like, don't shit where you eat. Mm-hmm. Like only they just head. they all leave town to kill people. They, yep. they just yep. It's the one place you where you won't be killed by a serial killer. Yep. You know the death rate in Chicago caused by Iowans. That adds up. Yep. That adds up. They all go to Chicago and purge. Never put yourself in between an Iowan and water because you got nowhere else to run, brother. Here's the thing: they eat people, but not because they're starving. Just for the, just culturally? Just just culturally. It's just part of their restaurant they, they, scene? They feel like, they, like, if they consume you, they have your power, and they don't care what your power level starts out as. They just want more power. They're power-hungry serial killers, and they'll eat anything. People and cats, especially singing cats, singing, dancing cats. I mean, that's a waste. There's so few. Yeah. They're, they're an endangered species Let singing dancing cats, and we can't just be letting people kill them willy-nilly. Let me ask you this. Have you ever, ever once heard of the successful production of cats in Iowa? No, I haven't heard of a lot of successful productions of cats beyond that, like, they, I guess they, they last. That's what they do. Like, cats will perform for a while. Right, but I'm saying the musical, like, because mm-hmm. they eat the actors who play cats, and they like those. I remember, like, they would be, there was fucking always some cats in D.C. somewhere. Like, I don't know if it was at one place or, like, a bunch of places. But for whatever reason, like, there was always some cats being advertised. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's big on the coast. Mm. Yeah. I also feel like there was just more in that that proximity to New York. There's a few more like, hey, go to New York. See some shows kind of ads. <laughs> right. Where it's right. like, you could drive it. Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't see as many Broadway ads as I used to. That whole but most of the time, it was just like the touring company would just like, yeah, just kind of, I think, run up and down the coast. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, and I, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but uh, the CIA started uh, started the Iowa Writers Workshop yeah. to bring more writers up to Iowa to be consumed. Okay, but is this before they were not killing people in Iowa? Was this back before they realized? Was the heat getting on them? And they're like, all right, we can't kill them here. Yes. We got to yeah, start. Yeah, so the CIA is like, hey, we'll help you. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we want to keep Iowa strong. Uh, you know, and, and they, 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 they did that. They and also, for, especially for the, those involved in the workshop, like helps give them you know, the notoriety to also travel and do their killing elsewhere. Yeah. And how many times do you hear about writers who don't graduate from the Iowa Writers Workshop? Never. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of that. No, they're never like, he didn't graduate from the Iowa Writers Workshop. You know why? Because he's awful. Yeah. He's been... I mean, it's it's not a long thing, though, is it? The Writers Workshop? Yeah. I mean, it depends on how... Isn't it like a summer thing? I, well, it depends on how fast you are. How fast can you run, boy? How fast can you run? Not that fast. In Iowa? Well, it depends on the weather, probably. In Iowa, at that time of year, is it raining? Like, am I slipping? Like, am I slipping and falling? Like, a lot of people who run from killers slip and fall. When you when you see it in movies and TV shows, where people run from killers and slip and fall. Do you think anyone ever tries to do the slip and fall running from a killer and then like try to 
turned it into a, like a threat of, of an insurance thing. Probably not because they're already going to kill you, so why not just kill you to keep from the insurance problems? Forget I said anything. Double deuce. Forget I said anything. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're a Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook, and our email is doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash doubledeucepod. Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff on there. We got me talking about things I'm seeing. We got extra minis, that, like the minis you find in the deck of deuces. We got Will singing. Or if you want to pay for him not to sing, there is a way to pay for no singing. The world's your oyster. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. So much stuff. That's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, when you're like, wherever five podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, well, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> double deuce. Good episode.